everybody. This is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. And if you want to get your money's worth, you'll stay right here. WNS Podcast. <laughs> Everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug. We welcome you to episode 236 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, uh, BeyondPod, Stitcher, and Player.fm by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Uh, yeah, follow the podcast on Twitter, at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, right? Yeah, that's all. That's all that there is. Uh, no Tyler this week. He's out on, what was it that you said? He's on assignment. Assignment, yeah. Parts unknown. He's on Parts assignment. unknown. Gone out and, uh... I thought we were going to, like, not say anything until, until people started asking me how to do it. Oh, yeah. I can always cut that out. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. Too late now. So, uh... Just leave it in. We need the runtime. Yeah. <laughs> so, welcome to the show. Got plenty to talk about this week. Um, we got some feedback, talk about Raw, talk about Ultima Lucha, Q&A, much more to come. Doug, how are you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm yeah? Right. Hanging in there? Hanging Still tough. reeling? Hang, what? Hanging tough. Hanging tough. That's always good. So, uh, some really good stuff. But yeah, let's, uh, let's how dive you? on. How are you? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. Still reeling from, uh, from what happened. But, uh, yeah. Before we dive into anything, uh, wrestling related. I would like to talk a little bit about uh, UFC 190. Doug, did you happen to catch any of it? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I've seen it. What were your thoughts on it? Was I, a thought it was of- a, I thought it was a fun show. I mean, um, it was certainly like cater. It was built around the fact that it was in Brazil, so you had a lot of Brazilian mm-hmm. people there to represent. I did I notice it was fun. that. That was, uh, I, you know, it took me a little bit to to catch it. But right. I was like, man, every you know, every fight seems to have a Brazilian, and right. uh, I was like, oh well, yeah, they are in Brazil, right. so maybe that would make the most sense. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of people talking about the main event, Ronda Rousey doing business, doing work. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of sad to see Big Nog and Little Nog to be they're so like they're so like <laughs> old now. I mean, they're not old; they're like in their late thirties, but like they've been in the fight game for so long they're just like you can tell it's probably time for them to stop even mm-hmm. though they don't want to it's i mean it's in their blood it's what they do so yeah it's hard to hold that against them but it, you can just tell it's sort of time for those dudes to stop but uh i don't know sad for those guys i like those guys though. one of the uh one of the matches that i really enjoyed was one of the prelim matches uh, where the dude just got see i didn't ca- i didn't catch the mess. prelims because i don't have fox sports one yeah uh I was, I was fortunate they don't enough show to, to it on the it. they don't show it on the pay per view feed either or whatever. Hmm. I don't know. That's strange. But yeah, there was a prelim fight. Dude got you know his nose cut wide open, and then he had a cut underneath his eye, and I mean just pouring buckets almost. And uh, but he ended up winning the fight, so that was pretty insane. Yeah, uh, there were some good fights. I enjoyed them. Um, I'm glad I got to watch Bigfoot do uh, do some damage. But, uh, you know, he has the same thing that, like, Big Show and, um, like, Andre have or whatever. Uh, that like, giantism? Yeah, he's got mm. the same thing. 
I wonder if he's had the procedure to have that taken care of. I don't know if he's uh, had the procedure or not, but um, I know there was like a lot of controversy surrounding like him using TRT, which he actually needs, I guess, because of his condition or whatever, which it would be considered like a PED for the other guys or whatever. Yeah. And they, I think they still hold it to him being a PED, but I think there's like some people say, well, hey, like if a guy actually needs it, like, yeah. you know, what, where do we draw the line here? So I think there's like a discussion about that, but hmm. I don't know if he's had like the surgery. Like, I know Big Show had like the surgery or whatever. He had it a while back, yeah. Um, and I think Kali, great Kali, had it as well, uh, had it taken care of. What is it? No, it's like um, it, on the pituitary gland, there's like. Um, some sort of tumor or something is that what it is yeah and it and it continuously makes you grow right i think uh to the point to where your bones just can't handle you your your muscles can't handle it and right uh causes severe pain and all kinds of stuff all kinds of bad stuff um but hopefully bigfoot's gotten that taken care of but uh the main event everyone was talking about ronda rousey 34 seconds uh i know she uh had made it very well known that she wanted the match the fight to go long she wanted it to be a long fight she wanted to dole some punishment and to her credit she made it last twice as long as her previous fight but uh only 34 seconds in the first round yeah i mean i don't know it's it's sort of fun to watch her fight because it's sort of like a big deal you can tell it's like a you know it's just important her just being at the level she is is sort of important to Mm -hmm. the sport in general but um I don't know. I think you, I think there, it's sort of like, I think UFC tries to spin it like it's not, but I think it's like fairly well known that like the, the skill level between Ronda and like anyone that's her opponent is like so, so large that no one really, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like, and I think, I think a lot of people who think that the people who had a shot to beat her are girls she's already fought and beaten, and they're mm-hmm. sort of like, like Misha Tate's sort of like cycling back around. Now yeah. I don't know. It was one of those, this wasn't necessarily a skill versus skill. It was more of a, oh, this is a personal match. Well, know? I think the thing about it is it's the not that, um, not that Betch is not like a skilled opponent. She's like undefeated in her own right. Yeah. I think, it, I think the, the, the thing is there is a huge disparity level between Ronda and like the skill level of, of even the other good like mm-hmm. MMA fighters, female MMA fighters. I think she's just like that far ahead of the curve. Yeah, it's. I mean, a lot of people were you know making jokes, making comments about man, I can't believe people paid you know however much money for a thirty-four second main event. I tell you what, I watched it and I was like, that ma- that fight was awesome. I loved yeah. it. I loved every second of it. Sure, all thirty-four seconds, I thought it was great. Right. Um. Uh, the, the women in the opener went to war though. I mean, they put. Yeah. They, they went the distance. What was it? Um. Like, you know, I can't remember. Name. I'm I'm terrible at names. I can't remember it either. But uh, but they they did an excellent job as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good. There were a lot of enjoyable fights in that in that card. Not just the main event. Yeah, I thought it was a fun show. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, end of the match, Ronda Rousey is victorious, and she dedicates the the match to uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, who unfortunately passed away the day after our show last week. So it's once again the the. Late breaking news. We're one of the last people to talk about it. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper passes away. Um, just earth shattering to the wrestling world. It's, it's tough, man, because it's been a, and particularly it's been a really bad year for wrestling deaths. Mm-hmm. I mean, to lose Dusty in like 
Piper so close together is just really surreal. Yeah. It's, um, I guess I sort of struggle with mortality on my own as it is. And, um, I don't know. I think it's just, I'm finally at a place in my life where like, I, I understand mortality like on its own terms, but it's just like, I'm at the point in my life where people who have like impacted my life in like a certain way or like people, maybe I grew up like watching and stuff are like starting to die off. And it's yeah. like, it's like not that I didn't understand mortality, but like it sets in like how real mortality is. Yeah. It's like these people are not going to be here anymore. Yeah. And it's just so crazy because it wasn't just like two like wrestling deaths. It was like two huge wrestling deaths yeah. in like a, what it was like a month or so. Yeah. Within a, within a number of weeks, it's just, it's it's crazy. It was unexpected, and you know, it's not like he's old, but he's not like it was. Uh, he's in I his believe 60s. it was sixty one, yeah. and he, not, he didn't show signs of having issues. I think what was it, cardiac arrest? That they said was I the, think that's was what the, the cause. Call was. I mean, we I got to meet him at Comic Palooza just this past May, and he was he was the nicest guy. He was so sweet, so kind, and you know, you just felt comfortable around him. And, you know, he always like coming back. He always seemed like whenever I look at these guys, you see them, some of them come back like, oh man, he does not look healthy or like, he doesn't look like how you want to remember a guy. But to me, Piper always looked like himself. He Mm -hmm. always, I mean, he's obviously aging, but he always looked like himself. He always seemed like he sort of had it together. Like he seemed to be. He could still go. Right. Yeah. It was. And the crazy thing about that is that he he has been battling cancer for a number of years. I mean, he 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 found out that he had cancer. He ma- managed to defeat it, and it came back. He beat it again. I think it was like three or four times right. that that happened. And uh, for it to be the heart, a cardiac arrest. I mean, it's just it was a shock. Yeah, man. It's um, it's. It's really, really sad for me just because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I'm, I'm at the age where, like, people I grew up watching are, like, dying off. And it's just. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm so glad that it, I at least got to meet the guy and tell him, hey, man, thank you for everything that you've done in the wrestling world. So. Yeah. See, that's, uh, I, I should take, I should take a lesson from that because, like, I had the chance to, like, meet him and talk to him. And I, and I didn't, mostly because, like, I don't, just, like, I don't know, like, I, I probably should have just at least went up and talked to him and, like, you know, let him know that I appreciated, like, all, you know, everything he put into the business and for all the years of, the, of entertainment. Yeah. But I always feel weird, like, going up and talking to a guy and not, not buying, buying anything. Because or... that's really what they're there for, even though I'm sure that he would have been cool about it. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure, but. Absolutely. I just feel weird about not going to talk to guys <laughs> and not Standing in line, it. waiting to get there, and someone's like, hey, what would you like? Uh, I just want to shake the guy's hand. Yeah, see, and so, I don't know, man. Like, I've just been happy with, like, this is sort of weird to talk about on the show, but, but it, it's random, but I was just, like, in, like, the spot where I'm, like, unhappy with myself and, like, my own appearance, and I didn't want to take a picture with him, yeah. not because I didn't want a picture with Piper, because I didn't want to, like, like that be what, like, I was unhappy with, I didn't want to be unhappy with how I looked in the paper, in the picture with Piper, mm-hmm. so I passed on it, and it's just weird that he's, like, gone now, and I'll never, ever, like, really get to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's a lesson for, I mean, it's a lesson for me. Maybe it's a lesson for everybody else out there. Maybe, uh, you know, don't take for granted, like, the time you have to, like, see these guys and to 
tell them you appreciate what they do or, or, or what, what the impact they've had on your life or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. And we did, uh, you know, I posted uh, the picture of me and Piper and asked for people to share stories. And, uh, you know, there were pictures, there were stories. It was just, it was really nice to see how much of an effect that he had on people, not necessarily just inside the ring. Right. Uh, you know, you, I have yet to see one unhappy story that people told. It's just saying that he was the nicest guy. They had a great time, great experience meeting him. And uh, it was just, he is, he's going to be one of those that is going to be deeply, deeply missed, much like uh, Dusty Rhodes. See, I almost meant Dusty. Too. And the, not meeting Dusty wasn't my fault. Like, um, me and Abear were at, um, I think it was Access for WrestleMania 25 and they were sort of just had those guys, different people like at different locations where they were just like cycling them in and out. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a million dollar man and Dusty, they had set up at one booth and like as we were in line to meet them, like they like cycled through. Oh. And I was like, God, I really wanted to meet Dusty. I mean, so close. Million dollar man too, but like, yeah. I have like a special place in my heart for Dusty. And He's one just, of your all time favorites. Yeah, man. Man. He's got that big man swag. Yeah. You gotta respect that. He got a big old he got a big booty, but <laughs> don't let that stop him. So, you know, the world the wrestling world absolutely devastated to not only lose Dusty Rhodes, but now have lost Rowdy Roddy Piper within a matter of weeks. And yeah, I don't think it's really even sunk into me. Like, yeah. It's it's one of those where it's just like, man, he's he was so fresh on everyone's mind and uh, you know, one of the last videos that he was recorded, you know, talking about the Hulk Hogan controversy, which right. has sort of taken a backseat. Uh, I mean, that was the topic of last week to, for everyone to talk about, and that completely took a backseat, respectively so. Right. Um, but one of the last times that Rowdy Roddy Piper was filmed, he was discussing that subject, and he said, listen, whatever Hogan said or didn't say or meant to say, it doesn't matter because, well, I'm mis- I'm entirely misquoting this, right? Uh, but the end result was saying, "Hogan, I love you. you." Right. You know, no matter what they say about you, I I still love you. So for him to have that love and have that compassion for anyone who who might have met him was just really special, really good. Um, and he will be uh will be deeply missed. But uh, you know, it's sad news to to pass along as well. Another. WWE legend, uh, Hall of Famer, has um, run into some medical issues. Jimmy Superfly, uh, Superfly Snuka has been reportedly diagnosed with uh, stomach cancer. So now everyone's worried about him. And it's just like, my goodness, what what is happening? It's just not a good year for uh, for the wrestling legends. Yeah, it's sort of weird to see like those. I'm not, I'm not a big meme guy. Yeah. But it's it was sort of something to see those memes of like, Piper and Dusty and like Macho Man and, oh, yeah. and Warrior, like At all the Heaven's Gate. Yeah, kind of thing. it was just oh man, it's like all those guys are really not with us anymore. It's like so yeah. weird. That was like a big, huge part of my childhood. And and for me, I like I still flash back to to being at Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. That was the last time we yeah, was, anyone really got to see. That was super Ultimate surreal because we we kind of got the news. On the way back, and we we're like, "What? No, yeah. wait, what?" It's like, was he not at Raw last night? What, yeah, was what was that? Super surreal. And like, it was one of those things where I was remembering, you know, we were sitting in the audience, and he gave that gave that speech, and I'm like, "Okay, where's he going with this?" Yeah. Like, I didn't, you know, oh yeah, that's a that's a great speech and all that, and then to find out he passes away the very next day, and you're like, 
this has much deeper meaning to it now. And it's, wow, it's just, it's so crazy. But, um, yeah, it's just very sad to see all, all of the wrestlers that have passed away recently. They're going to be deeply missed and, uh, nothing's ever going to be able to replace them. So, but now let's dive on into some feedback that we got. First bit of feedback we have is from Richard saying, can everybody please get on the scene of bandwagon now? What more does the man have to do? Great matches, prove his toughness, keep wrestling with a broken freaking nose. He has done all of those things since the beginning of the U.S. title uh, from the bottom to the top. No, I'm not trolling, just trying to get everybody to stop being so blind and appreciate Cena now before it's too late. There will never be another WWE superstar like John Cena for years to come. Maybe never. So appreciate his spectacular matches while you can. Great show, by the way. Yeah, I mean, everybody on this show is not a hater. Yeah. And are appreciators. Appreciators, yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe he's um, sending his message out to the masses. Yes. Which, uh, good for him, but it doesn't apply to us because we are not <laughs> haters. No, we are, we are not haters. Uh, it definitely sounds like it's a message to the masses. Um, okay, then then cool. Would you I mean, like a, us, uh, us specifically have yeah. been appreciators for since the beginning. Quite some time. Well, you say from the beginning. I I'll say for quite some time because uh, I know I was not originally a uh, that big of a fan of Cena, but he has definitely grown on me, especially since winning the United States title, and uh, he's done several several good things over the past years that I don't have a reason to hate him. So, some good stuff. But thanks for the feedback, Richard. But let's talk about Raw. Uh, we kick things off, obviously, talking about what we've just talked about, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, they do the uh, the 10 bell salute, uh, the entire WWE crowd or, you know, staff is out on the stage while that happens. And they have the uh, the video package. What did you think of the video package? It was nice. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the song now. I can't remember it, but it was... I don't a, think I'd ever heard it before. Yeah, it was a really good choice, um, whatever song it was. But um, just a really touching. Yeah, I mean, they're always, they always do the classy thing. They always do the right thing when it comes to honoring these guys. Yeah. Um, sorry to complain about that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it got me thinking about the, the Macho Man one that they did. And just really good. Yeah, Warrior one. Yeah, and Dusty. Just so many lost. And... It's tough, but um, bringing it right back down again, aren't we? <laughs> sorry, but uh, we kick things off. The sh- you know, it's one of those the show must go on, and so Seth Rollins comes out. Crowd was very hot for him. Uh, this was a very energetic crowd this week, and uh, Seth Rollins comes out to cut a promo about how he's the one who broke his broke Cena's nose, and uh, how the only reason that he lost was because he showed too much compassion, and um, or he was too easy on himself, and. And that's never going to happen again. So he he would like to challenge Cena one more time, winner take all at SummerSlam. Sort of nice slash weird to see Seth out here by himself. He, yeah, he doesn't do that that often. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It makes it feel. I mean, I think it's a plus. I think it makes him feel like more like his own his own man. Like yeah. Thing and it sort of seems like they were sort of fading away from the authority angle and he's like, okay, now I'm, right. I'm ready to do this on my own. Hey, God knows they needed to get away from that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were some high points to it, but man, it's been dragging for a while. Now. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
he brings up the title for title thing again in the main event, which is we sort of talked about. Was it last week we talked about? I believe the, it was last week, if not the week before. Or you at all, like even even a little more swayed now? Do you think they're going to pull some funny business with the title? God, I hope not. I really hope not. I don't know exactly what the point would be of building it up just to bring it back yeah. to that level and then sort of forget it. But uh, I can't see. I mean, feel, they probably won't, but it's hard to bet against them doing a crappy finish because they've mm-hmm. done essentially no finishes for all their shows, <laughs> yeah. all the main events of all their oh shows. Oh, my God, it's Sting. For like six months, they haven't given a proper finish to a main event. Yeah. So I could totally see them just being like, oh, no contest. <laughs> they keep their belts. Yeah. Both guys win. Yay. So weird, though. Crowd goes home happy? Yeah, but man, it's so weird. I guess them folding it into the main title is not out of the question. Or at least they oh, want you to God. think it's not out of the question. And... And I, I had this discussion with my boss earlier today, uh, where he was like, "Do you do you think that they're going to give title uh, another title reign to Cena to make it sixteen to tie with Flair?" And it was one of those discussions where we were like, you know, records were made to be broken. If anyone's going to do it, they're going to do it for Cena, you know, because he still has years left. And it was just like, think about think about Cena versus Flair in the terms of number of title shots as Cena is a WWE guy. Exactly. And no matter how Flair has got along with Trips and HBK since becoming a WWE guy, he was mm-hmm. not originally a WWE Exactly. Guy. They like the guys that they made, you know? So if anyone's going to do it, it'll be him. You know? I mean, a prime example is what they're doing with the Divas title right now. They're wanting, you know, it's looking like they're going to let Nikki get the uh, the world the, the longest title reign so that they won't have to bring up AJ. Well, I think it's a smart play in the sense that you sort of, you don't leave any, sorry, you don't, I didn't mean to knock that over. You don't <laughs> leave any questions on the table as far as like AJ could have been better than any of these. You established that Nikki was better than AJ by yeah. saying she beat her reign. Now, if you're really going to do this, "Quote unquote revolution," then you have one of the new girls beat her. Yeah, and then that answers all the questions. Not all, she was better than AJ. She was better than the the lady who who was better than AJ. And then this just where we go from here. Yeah, sort of, sort of tie it all up in one neat little bow. And, then, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just uh, I don't know. Do I think they're going to give Cena a 16th title reign and possibly a 17th? Absolutely. Uh, do I want to? Do I want to see it? Not particularly. Here's um, the here's the thing though, Rollins' runs pretty still at this point too. Yeah, it it could use a refresher of some kind, and uh, I know <coughs> Mick Foley even made a post where he's like, I, "I or no, it was Jr. Excuse me, where he said I would like them to keep the title on Rollins all the way to Mania." Yeah, I would like them to see. I would like to see them try to make Rollins more of his own man and see mm-hmm. if he sinks or swims that way. Because I felt like he seems he's improved. Uh, he's improved on the mic and his in ring work is always pretty solid. See, the thing about Rollins is never to me it was never that he was a bad promo. It was just that he was he never felt like his own promo. He felt like Triple H light. Like he and, and a lot of that had to do with him just standing next to Triple H for every fucking Monday. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to, if I don't have a problem with them running with Rollins, although it has felt a little stale, but this could freshen him up, just make him feel like more of his own man. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. But where do you go from here as, a, as far as a, a new challenger? I mean, where do you go either way? Yeah. You don't really feel like you have any hot baby faces or heels. I mean, yeah. I guess you probably have more hot baby faces than you have hot heels, but mm-hmm. 
because Owens was the hottest heel. Owens and Rusev were hot heel acts, but they're DOA right now. Yeah. And uh, you can I, thank Cena for that. <laughs> well, you can thank Booking for that. That too. But we're I booking mean, him against Cena. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, let's be let's be honest. Cena did everything he could to, to put to put Owens over. He worked his match all. Yeah. I mean, you that is readily apparent when you see that he immediately went and didn't have a kick-ass match with Randy Orton because Orton didn't work his style. Mm-hmm. And that's both of their faults. I'm not saying one or the other, but I'm saying Cena did what he could to put Owen over. They just booked it shitty. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like, the there's no hottie hole. I guess Roman Roman and Ambrose are both sort of hot, baby. Uh, maybe hot's not a great word. Maybe they're like lukewarm, baby. They have more warmed-up babyface acts than they do. What about Cesaro? Seems like they're gonna heat him up a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. It would mean a lot. It would have meant a lot more if Owens had beaten Cena or whatever. But, yeah. But then Owens shouldn't be losing to Cesaro right after that either. Then mm-hmm. it's just weird. I don't know. <laughs> they're caught. I don't see them. I see. I don't see. I think they're heating Cesaro, but I don't think they're gonna. He's gonna be a title contender anytime soon. Yeah. I just don't see that. I mean, I could see it maybe for for Night of Champions because that's the pay per view. After SummerSlam, it's not like their star-studded event. They just need something to help pass through. Well, and I think it'd be really you, cool if we were in attendance to see that match. Yeah, sure. I would. I lo- <laughs> they, they'd have a good match, but what has he done, kayfabe-wise, to give him the credibility to challenge for the title? Other right. than he's lost to Cena every time he's fought. And that's whether Cena loses or not. He doesn't have any like real claim, you know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. He wins a battle royal or something, number one sure. contender match. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna complain too hard if they if they give it the match, but yeah, I don't know. Storyline wise, it'd be weak booking. And it's like if they if they were to give the title to Cena, you'd obviously at, at least have a rematch. But then where do you go after that? So, and would he defend both titles? Would would these guys be defending both titles, or would they? Can't see that. Yeah, so it's weird for sure. Early prediction, no finish, <laughs> not official. I got a weird feeling they're gonna fold that fucking title into the to the to the world heavy. Oh I god, know. I hope not. I hope not. Maybe J and J will return and Kane will return and. Well, it's title for title, so essentially it's winner take all. So yeah. you either either the winner's got both belts or you do a no finish. I mean. So. Maybe Rollins wins and takes the U.S. title and is like, we don't need this anymore, and tosses it. Well, what made, made me think they might be going that direction, he's sort of talking shit on how it's the lesser title or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and that's weird after they sort of built it up over the since WrestleMania. They have. They've built it up so much. To, to be honest, it feels a lot more important and a lot more, I don't know. You tune in when that storyline is, is on TV. They just successfully rehabbed something, and they have an awful track record record of like rehabbing things. So it's like amazing that they were able to pull it off. Yeah, look at the Intercontinental Title right now. Yeah, well, it's in limbo. See that that's had a sketchy like path. I mean, like they kept putting on dudes who kept getting hurt. So it's not completely their fault on that one. Yeah, like just... Brian was hurt. Like Barrett was hurt before that when they had on him. <laughs> and now Ryback's out with the yeah, staff dude. Infection. Three... Did you see that picture? No. Oh my god. Staff is nasty there. Oh my god. He posted a picture uh on either his Twitter or Instagram or How something. How big like is that. it? Give me a Okay. 
His normal knee, obviously, is normal. Big fucking massive knee. Yeah, he's got a big leg. Right. His uh, his other his other leg is like swollen up to like a volleyball size. Uh, it's it like I've seen um, a friend of a friend had staff once, and I looked at it. It looks like flesh eating, like fucking. It just looks nasty. Have you seen like the sort of like melting away flesh part of staff? Thankfully, I have not. It's gross. Real so gross. I will. Yeah, it's uh. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick so that you can you can you can see it. But uh, yeah, it is not looking good. And what's what's bad is that he said that that was the best that it's looked. Um. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. He's saying this is the best it's looked and it's felt. I wouldn't wish this upon anyone. But it will be overcome. Staying upbeat and positive, even in frustration. Damn, son. So, see, when I've seen staff, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong on what staff is. I thought staff was like sort of like a hole in your skin. I, like, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But uh, yeah, freaky stuff. If you haven't seen the picture, go to the uh, Wrestling News Source website. That's gross, man. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty disgusting. But. uh Back to Raw, back to Seth Rollins and what he was talking about. He decided that he wanted to have a WWE Open Challenge and uh, for anyone in the back to to come and get some as long as they were under 6 feet tall and under 200 pounds. And uh, apparently Neville is under 200 pounds. Bullshit. Yeah, I'm calling, yeah. I, I, I find that kind of hard to believe myself. Um but the match that they had. Oh, gross. Okay. I Googled staff. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? But uh, but this matchup was uh, a great start to Raw. I thought Raw, first of all, I thought Raw was good overall. I thought it was yeah. a good, good episode of Raw. Good crowd, good matches. Yeah. I thought it was cool that they sort of teased Torito. I was like, oh, shit, they're going to give us fucking three. I was like, this could be good. I was like, this could be good. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not shitting on this before yeah. it happens. I was like, they could they have a good match. Mm-hmm. He could work it. Yeah. But then I was like, even, I mean, I was just as happy that Neville came out. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. I like that they even teased by playing his music. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. <laughs> I mean, I thought he was going to happen. I didn't think for a second they were going to pull Neville. I was like, oh, this is going to be the heel thing where he's going to pick on Torito. Torito's mm-hmm. going to get some cool, like, high flying hope spots in, and then it'll be fun. Yeah. But uh, no, they went with Neville, and it was, I like that. <clears throat> I like that he played to the crowd because you could tell that wasn't the finish when they said one more time. When he, yeah. he 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 hit it, but he didn't get the pinfall, and they were like, "One more time, come on, do it again." He was like, "It's like, all right, all right, we'll do it again." And then they went to the finish off that. I thought it was good. I liked how they played yeah. it like that. That was one of the, you know, because you you always see it coming. It's like, oh, he's gonna go for it a second time. He's gonna miss, and it was like, or he'll get the knees up or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and this one is because of the fans. Like yeah. trying to give the people what they want right. cost him the WWE championship. Yeah, I like that. And uh that I love good improvisation. I love the uh the foot on the rope. You know, I I don't I'm kind of indifferent. I'm not sure how I feel about Cole and JBL going to town on the referee for the first near fall, near right. pin, where they're like, Oh, he was he was already pulling his handbag and blah 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 before he even kicked out. Like I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that. It was weird because they had tape queued up and everything. They like, yeah. they called back to it. They're like, there's one, there's two, and I don't know. His hand looked like it was already coming out, and uh, you know they don't normally do that. They don't normally blame the ref for a bad count, which to me it was kind of close. Like almost maybe Rollins right. forgot to kick out and just happened to at the at the very last second. Well, I think even but, JBL was like, I think he got him, I like or whatever, which is weird because mm-hmm. he's like. Like lead hill commentator. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. And um, 
But the match itself was great. I loved it. Yeah, they, uh, they had they had a fine outing, fine show. So, um, but Seth Rollins does end up getting the victory thanks to those fans for suggesting he try the Red Arrow again. Jerks. So that takes us into a tag match, an eight-man tag match between the New Day, Ascension, going up against Los Matadores and Lucha Dragons. All right. Okay. First up. First up. Big E now has a skip that accompanies Kofi's skip. Did you see this? <laughs> he has his own skip now. I'm mostly focused on uh, on Kofi. And Kofi's got the standard, like, the yeah. thing where he does that, but Big E's got, like, the <laughs> thing now. They're all, they're they all getting into They have their now. own signature skips now. That's great. fucking awesome. Oh, put that in WWE 2K16. <laughs> if that was their interest, it'd be so cool. Oh god, it's so great. So, uh, so this match is happening while the primetime players on commentary again. All right, we put over we put over um, Titus's commentary every week because he deserves to be put over a week. But we don't. We haven't been commentating on is like primetime player suit game is on point. <laughs> They got some nice suits. They do. All right, I just want to acknowledge that. Yeah, they looking fly. Yeah, they look they looked good, and Cesaro looked really good in that. Yeah, Cesaro's suit. got, got oh, nice. he came out, and I'm like, damn man, he's got he's got a good seat game too. Yeah, good mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, <laughs> so what do you think about this matchup? What do you think about the commentary? I, I thought it was fun. Like they they worked a bunch of cool fun spots in. I mean, Titus was you know wrecking shop on commentary <laughs> as usual, and. Uh, I don't know. I think I feel like Titus does just like good thing. Like he's great at like he he goes like seamlessly in from like I'm getting my character over to like back to focusing on the match. And mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. It's just sort of masterful. I don't know. I don't know he why. Knows what he's doing? Yeah, he, he he fucking does, man. I don't know. <laughs> One of the few on at that table. <laughs> yeah. But what was the finish? I can't remember the finish now. Was it um, New Day? Of course, it had to be. New yeah, Day. New Day getting the yeah, getting the pin. Yeah, yeah, I'm stoked to see these dudes wrestle again. And weren't weren't Los Matadores heels like two weeks ago when they fought Lucha Dragons? Yeah, they were. Okay, just uh, just clarifying for those they are, keeping track. They <laughs> they are the Alicia Fox of the tag division. <laughs> they are whatever they need. What do we to need? Be. Uh, put put the Matadors on there. Why not? So um, yeah, New Day end up getting the pin, which makes the Ascension get the win as well. So. And by that we mean the face hill dynamic is whatever they feel like. That yeah, way. exactly. So, um, so good stuff from there. Um, yeah, but dude, these—I mean—they're gonna have another good match and they're gonna be entertaining. What's not to want out of those dudes? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that Titus O'Neil was like, "We're gonna fight them, and it's probably gonna happen at SummerSlam." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like the just the way he said it. Yeah, like, no bullshit about it. He's like, yeah. I don't know. He's like, yeah, we'll get the winners at SummerSlam. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, so that takes us into the next matchup. Another tag match, but this time it was the ladies coming out. Charlotte teaming up with Becky Lynch to go up against the Bella Twins. Uh, obviously, Alicia Fox not getting, getting involved since she suffered a mild concussion last week. How shocked? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering why she wasn't involved. I was like, it's weird. It, I was super, I guess not super weird, but I thought it was weird that. They didn't so, have like a throwdown. Well, no, no, the Nikki already was beaten and then she tapped like here. Yeah, I was like, that seems too early to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we're getting, we're nearing SummerSlam. We're gonna establish a challenger. It looked like they tipped their hand. They already wanted to go Charlotte. You could kind of tell. Oh yeah. So I'm not surprised that it was Charlotte, but they always come I, I out to her music. And yeah, she's been getting quite a number of wins lately. But I don't think that she. Uh, I don't think that Nikki 
surpasses till after SummerSlam, right? Correct. Okay, so I because see because I thought we'll probably get the three on three like triple threat mm-hmm. like at um at SummerSlam between all the members of all the teams in the same match, and then you're gonna get the single match follow that. So it feels weird to give her the win here instead mm-hmm. of like it just feels early. It feels premature. Yeah, it does. And uh, I don't know. Because Bree's right there. Why not just have her take the fall? Right. I mean, she Bree's sort of been the fall girl right. over the past number of weeks. So why not? You know, it's just what's what's one more week gonna hurt? But uh, and ends up giving uh, Charlotte the win via submission over right. Nikki with the uh, the figure eight. I don't have a problem with it. I just it just feels early. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the submission sorority name? I'm kind of torn. It, it sort of feels like it's not that bad, and then also sort of feels like they could have done a better job. Yeah. It's I feel sorority makes it seem like childish, and- childish, and bubblegum and all that stuff. Where it, I don't know. It 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 classifies Wait. them as something that they're not supposed to be. So when you hear sorority, you don't think like sisterhood. You 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 think like frat girl is what you frat. Think. Yeah, okay. thank you. Yeah, frat girl. You know, oh my god, right. let's go to whatever. I'm not saying all fraternities well, so are sororities. So, sorority are like is that, just but. like sister. It just means sisterhood, right? Just like fraternity yeah. just means like brotherhood, right? Yeah. It's just they're associated with like... Why not just the sorority sisterhood? Right. Or a sorority sister... Or submission sisters right or something the, like that. Right of the traveling submission. I don't know. <laughs> just something like that. I just... I don't know. The, the, the sorority part kind of throws me a bit because it's, you know, if, if you're looking at a college and a sorority, you wouldn't see these three types of girls hanging out with each other. Yeah, you might. I, don't I mean, you that. might, but normally it's all like cheerleaders over here and then sports girls over here. Well, what do then, you think? Like, what are you seeing? Like Paige is the rocker chick and you think like Charlotte's the jock and then like Becky's the nerd. Is that what you're saying? Not necessarily nerd, but the other two. Yeah. Accurate. So, um, or, you know, Paige is the girl who doesn't care about what you think and, hmm. and, you know, Becky's got the steampunk glasses, so she could be, you know, like the engineer. I don't know. I don't know. I got you. So, just I don't know. Thoughts. They could have they could have done better. They could have done worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 sort of where I was at. When you're like, I don't know. I, I'm not so bothered by it, but I didn't love it. It's like, yeah, I like definitely I like the bad worse. name better. See, I sort of liked it better when it was like best at dominating or whatever. Mm-hmm. But beautiful, beautiful and dangerous works for me. Um, but the best at dominating. Their t-shirts are so plain, though. They're just like I'm bad. Well, their shirts are just like B A D. It doesn't have like anything else on it. Yeah, they give it time. Those first few are always kind of interesting. That's a funny thought. Uh, I was sitting at home the other day and I was uh hearing about Daniel Bryan's book and how it became a bestseller and all. I bought it. I haven't read it though. Oh, nice. Um, but I was thinking about the t-shirts that he's had compared to like the t-shirts that Orton or the undertaker or John Cena has had it. They're all like Daniel Bryan's shirts are all appear to be like hand drawn mm-hmm. by someone and right. they just slap it on a t-shirt. Whereas like Cena's is like prepared and Orton's looks like it could be a tattoo or, you know, well, see, I think that's on purpose. I think that, that uh... yeah, that's, that's what I was wondering. Like, I was I was thinking like if we ever had the chance to to interview him I would love to ask that question like how much was your input how much was them bringing it to you and well saying, I've heard him talk about at least his initial design I've heard him say like in an interview that uh, 
he said when they asked him about it, he said he wanted it to look like an indie rock band t-shirt or something. Or it looked mm-hmm. like it was like made like an indie rock band t-shirt was made or something. To nice. That effect, so. That's cool. He He's definitely had some input on it. So Yeah. My favorite one is the... Um, the uh, the one with like Tap the hands, snap. The, like yeah, with the like hands coming around it. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. That was pretty good. I like that. So, uh, but yeah, maybe in time we'll see a better bad shirt. We'll give it some time to work on. But uh, after that, we got to see Ms. TV with special guests uh, Kevin Owens and Cesaro. And uh, normally, I can't really stand the Ms. TV segments. I find them to be a waste of time. But the way that they did this one, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, the interaction between Cesaro and Kevin Owens I thought was great. The interaction between Cesaro and Kevin Owens telling Miz to shut up was great. Uh, it was just a nice touch. Um, I don't know. What were your thoughts? Um, I don't know. It didn't really work for me. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about it. I, they're going to have a kick-ass match. And I don't have any doubts about that. I just It's just the way they set it up. It's sort of weird. I don't know. The walk Owens walk part was a little... Ch- too cheesy for me. See, I'm fine with that because I think, um, what I I'm fine with him like like turning his phrase on him, like mm-hmm. saying "walk on's walk." But but I don't like is when they when a guy tries to blatantly tries to make the crowd chant it, where he's like, "Walk, well, you Owens, guys walk." Yeah, I don't like walk, when they pander Owens, that, that hard. Yeah, that that's a little harsh. But he Cesaro got a great reaction whenever he yeah, came yeah, he out. Did. Whoever brought all of those Cesaro section signs. Good for them. Yeah, thanks thanks to the fans for holding those up. Even the people who had the giant sign spelling out Cesaro. Yeah. Um, you know, it it makes the people in the back notice, hey, this guy's catching on. So he's he's connecting with the audience. I don't get it. But um but well, yeah. you see that like a sit down, you know they do the sit down interviews with Michael Cole. He had mm-hmm. one where he was talking about Vince, how he felt, or not how he felt, well how he felt, but also after Vince said that shit about him on the podcast, he said he walked into Vince's office like the next day, where he's like challenge accepted. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, then you know more people need to do that. They're like, okay, you don't think I can do it? Let me give a shot. Let me have it. See, the only thing I think will hurt him is like not that he can't talk, but he he has like a like a an awkward pause to the way he talks. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because he knows so many languages he's trying to think of what language he's talking <laughs> at the moment. But maybe yeah. that might hurt him a little bit, but he's just so fucking good in the ring. Just let him fucking wrestle. Mm-hmm. Hell, I speak one language and I have trouble with it. He He's doing it with like five or six. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I'm stuttering and like repeating myself all over this fucking <laughs> podcast. So I'm not talking any shit. I'm just pointing yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, for him to be able to do that is awesome. It's amazing. I don't. Um, but yeah, after that, we got to see a very quick matchup, which is sad to see because it was Mark Henry um, going up against Rusev. Rusev getting the uh, three-minute matchup, uh, getting the victory with the super kick from uh, from hell, pretty much. Yeah. Um, getting the victory over Mark Henry. Yep. Not a lot to think. It was very short. Mm-hmm. At least he gave him three super kicks to really put him away. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got to see another very quick matchup for... Not sure why they did it, but it was King Barrett versus Zack Ryder. When Ryder's music hit, I was like, "Are they gonna put him and Mojo on fucking Raw to like?" I was waiting. I was like, "Where's Mojo? We gotta have the hype bros on on Raw." Yeah. But uh, was not the case this Fred time. Tyler's on assignment when this fucking happened. I know, man. I would love to 
hear his positive input towards this. But it's a typical Zack Ryder match now, which is sad to say that as soon as he hits the broski boot, the end is coming. And uh, that is exactly what happened. King Barrett ends up getting the victory. All hell, King Barrett. almost said Booker, but Barrett. Whatever. Um, After that, we got to see Paul Heyman come out, deliver another solid, epic promo about his client. He's always good. I think that... I think what hurts like Heyman in people's eyes is that he's always like consistently good, so it's hard to like praise him any more than you <laughs> praised him before. He was know? great. He was great. He was great. Right. He was great. He was great. So um yeah, really good stuff. Uh I don't know why I like it so much, but I love it whenever he's talking about okay, you want you wanna find out the dirt, you wanna know what's going on behind the scenes, the stuff that they won't tell you. Undertaker called Vince McMahon and begged him for a match a rematch against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He and he and that's something that the Undertaker does not do. He begged Vince McMahon for this matchup and Vince McMahon said no. And Well, I think you know, he's trying to sell it because Oh, absolutely. That was um a lot of people's problem with the story is like why does he wait so long for revenge or whatever? Yeah. And uh you know, he he definitely sold it because the just the wording in which he said this is this isn't the a WrestleMania rematch. This is the match that's too big for WrestleMania and it's being held at SummerSlam. So they're definitely pushing SummerSlam very hard as being huge and over the top. I mean, hell, they're making it four hours, which is going to be insane to watch. The other thing about him and the helps you buy into what he's saying is he gets, he gets so fucking red in the face and he mm-hmm. spits when he's talking. He's like, his face is red and you can see like the, the sp- writing, defending. Yeah. No. All the, I mean, he's got it. You know, he's got that flair and he's uh, gritty and in your face about it. And, uh, you know, then he brings out Brock Lesnar who tosses the steel steps and stands there and behold my greatness kind of thing. Um, I saw a couple comments where people were like, I wish that whenever he's on there, he would have done something more. But, you know. Well, thing is, if he's not going to get physically involved, like, what's he going to do, you know? Yeah. So, Heyman did the talking, and Brock stood there. And God knows every time he throws something, he hits someone. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it? He's like two for two with hitting people. Uh, monitors, car doors, and what else? Surprised he didn't knock fucking Heyman out with his steps when he tossed him in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm like, oh, that thing is gonna roll. Um, but no, not not this time. So uh, after that, we got to see another Divas match. Paige. They told him not to throw shit anymore. Probably, probably not towards the audience. They probably asked him not to throw yeah. shit. Could you please, if you're gonna throw it, just lightly toss it into the ring or something? Like that time he just deadlifted Charles Robinson and tossed him in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> I still crack up at that. But uh, yeah, so we got to see Paige going up against Naomi. Uh, another fine matchup and uh, the submission sorority pick up another win with uh, Paige uh, tapping out Naomi. Uh, anything to really take away from the matchup? No? Okay. Well, that takes us into the main event, which before we dive into, there was a backstage segment with uh, Wyatt, Harper, and Sheamus. So weird that Sheamus was there. So weird! That was so strange! Felt so out of place. Yes! It was... Oh, God, that was weird. Like, no one else is supposed to wander into, like, the creepy mist that the Wyatt family's in, you know? <laughs> the fact that he's just standing there holding the briefcase. It's just like, 
what the hell are you doing here? It's like creep show, creep show, creep show. What do you think, Seamus? It's like pans over. Seamus is like, yeah, I'm hanging out with the creep show. <laughs> I'm hanging out with you guys. I know we all hang out now. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice and dark. <sighs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I was, man. I was, it was really, jar- it was jarring to me that they cut over <laughs> and he was there. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> He's hanging out in like the like, smoky. Okay, how did this scenario go? Hey, man, I want you to. Come on down where I cut my promos and see that see that see that cloud of fog over there. (laughs) You see where I got those dancing fireflies, man. It's gonna be a good time tonight, man. So weird. So weird. Why? What is? How did how did that happen? I don't know. That that'd be like if Kane or okay, throw back to the nineties. You see mankind in the boiler room, sitting by himself, rocking back and forth, and out comes Hardcore Holly, just be like, hey, what's up? Right. Like, what are you doing there? It's just... Oh, that's so strange. That's not where you hang out? No, it's not. So weird. You don't hang out in the, the creep fog. Come on, man. Yeah. They ha- like, only they hang out in the creep like fog. Or if Heath Slater showed up. Hey. That one might have been jarring and entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyways, trying to tell them about songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love this song. So uh, f- uh, the main event was the uh, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper teaming up with Sheamus, going up against Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and uh, and Dean Ambrose. Um, fun, fun matchup. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was I had a little bit more fire to it than their typical like. Uh, Main event, multi-man tags. Um, so the I don't know the the home stretch just seemed particularly hot, and uh, mm-hmm. Roman looked good, and uh, you know Ambrose was going nuts, and uh, <laughs> I guess Orton crowd was hyped as hell. Yeah, really good. I was into it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. So not too bad. It sent the sent the crowd home happy. So good stuff. But uh, let's talk about now Ultima Lucha. The uh, part one, I guess you could say, that happened last week uh, that aired. And uh, part two is going to be happening this week. going to be a two-hour yeah. event. So make sure you tune in and check that out. should be some amazing matches from what I hear. Um, but the uh, the part one happened last week, like we said. You, get to, you got to check that out. Yep. Um, so we kick things off with Cage going up against the Mac in a uh, Falls Count Anywhere matchup. And these guys went to town on one another. Um, I thought it was fun, and I liked it, and it mm-hmm. was entertaining, but it felt a little disjointed. Like, um, I don't know, and it felt like the ending sort of came out of nowhere. I could tell they were building to to ending it up there on that little, like, stoop or whatever it is that mm-hmm. they go up to sometimes. Yeah. It's like they have, like, on top of Queda's office <laughs> and that stoop thing, yeah. and then the place where um, Angelico jumps from, it's like those three spots that you know they're going to do something from, mm-hmm. or I guess like the staircase that comes down. So I could tell when they were fighting their way up that something was going to happen on that little stoop thing. So I knew, but it still just sort of felt like it sort of ended out of nowhere. Um, I don't know. It was cool. It was fun. They had some fun spots. Mac breaking out the Stone Cold gimmick with the yeah. beer and the stunner. and um. The first shot of the curb stomp into the center block looked kind of weird, but it looked a lot better when they shut it from the other angle where you could see like the the impact of the head or whatever. But yeah. uh, I thought it was cool. It was a fun match. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the match didn't end in the ring, right? Falls count anywhere, so. right? It's like Yay. Well, yeah, like play to the stipulation <laughs> of your match. Yay! I love it. 
So good. So uh so yeah, but Cage ends up getting the victory on that one for Ultimate. Do you think they're going to break in through his uh office? Oh, was oh, it the, wait, was it this match or was it uh the other one that I thought like, "Oh, they're going to get to his office again." I was like, "Quayle needs to fucking reinforce his office." <laughs> <laughs> I have, it's I have like, redesigned my office. I'm tired of you people barging in whenever I'm It's sort of busy. like that uh, spear through the uh, thing spot. It's like, yeah. oh, it's like Quito's office spot coming up. <laughs> what are they going to break this time? The door! Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, so the next matchup we got to see, Trio's championship up for grabs, Disciples of Death going up against Ivelisse Angelico and Son of Havoc. Uh, props to Ivelisse for trying to work through her injury. She was mm-hmm. obviously limited with a big like cast on her foot and she couldn't do much, but she put herself out there to, you know, continue on. I, I guess when you, when you have a show like this, it's hard to make changes like with this tape so far in advance, you can't like change champs like that. And yeah. uh, she was game to, to work on her bum foot and you got to give her props for that. Absolutely. But it was pretty fun. Yeah. And, and going back to what you said, you know, a lot of people uh, are, are praising, uh, Lee's for working through the pain and, and all of that. But it's also one of those, you have to remember how far back that these tapings happened. Right. So she was still in the midst of trying to recover from that. Right. She's, she's good now. Yeah. She's, she's good to go. Whenever we just we went saw to her at a, for autism yeah. event. Yeah. She was, she was fine. The boot was off and she was wrestling fine. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on the, uh, any additional thoughts on the matchup? Um, surprised. I guess I was surprised with the, um, title change mm-hmm. but it just sort of felt i don't know i guess like so much of the first season felt the sort of not centered but a lot of it dealt with like the sort of misfit team of those three trying to get together or mm-hmm. keep it on the same page or whatever so it's sort of weird to see them take the titles off i mean i knew it was in the can but i don't even re- i didn't remember like the results or anything i yeah. read them like god when they happened so i i forgot the spoilers <laughs> that i've read by now you know yeah but um so but the Disciples of Death do end up getting the victory and become the new Trio's champions. Yeah. So after that, we got to see the Believer's Backlash strap match between Drago and Hernandez. A lot of the hits. Yeah. Um. Do you think that the whole, like, uh, we're bringing, like, podcasters and, like, people who, like, do, like, news media or wrestling media type stuff to be the was a way to get them to promote, just to promote it on their show. Be like, yo, I'm in, I'm on the strap match, whatever. You guys gotta freaking watch this for sure. Well, if that's the case, I want to know why I didn't get an email. Well, probably because we weren't, probably because we're not Doesn't California. Matter. We would have made the trip and it would have been fun. I mean, if they would have accomplished us, we'd have been there in a heartbeat, but. <laughs> no, they wouldn't even have to do that. But yeah, so all the, all the people who were like in the straps have like podcasts and stuff <laughs> like that, that they did. So I guess that's Hey, where. check me out. Make sure you watch it. There was that one guy. Okay, one guy. One guy you could tell was a was a was a plant. I mean, you could tell the ones who were like the real like dweebs and who who weren't the the dweebs. You could tell the one guy who was like the plant. There was that one guy who kept fucking hitting him so awkwardly. That I was like, <laughs> he's gonna fucking he's gonna destroy that guy. He's mm-hmm. gonna fucking and they teased it. I like the way he kept calling back to her. He's just like <laughs> gonna lose his shit on these guys. <laughs> like when he hit. It was the plant guy who got it from him, but mm-hmm. like, but you could, there was that one guy who kept fucking hitting him so like awkwardly, and I was like, that guy's gonna fucking get it. <laughs> he's gonna, he better like leave the arena as soon as the match is over because if Hernandez finds him after the match, it's gonna be over. But um, yeah, I mean, good work from both of these guys. The the dive into the mist was was pretty sick. The landing, my god, 
Oh, Drago broke out the nunchucks too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, it was um, it was pretty sick. It was a good uh, good match with uh, Drago getting the victory on that one. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm excited about the next week's. Mm-hmm. This week's well, part two. This week's two hour special event. Definitely got to check that out. Really good stuff. So normally we do the hot topic segment around this show. But for those of you who might not have listened over the last few months, I think since February we've been doing the radio show, um, we do have a radio show that you can hear a lot of the hot topics featured normally on this part of the show. So you can listen to us by going to sportsradiobeaumont.com or you can uh, download the Sports Radio Beaumont app on your smartphone device. Just search Sports Radio Beaumont and it'll be popping up right there. Yeah, sort of how we break the shows down now. Like. Mm-hmm. Podcast is sort of the breakdown show, and the um, the radio show is sort of the uh, the topical stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's how we've differentiated for now until if or until we figure out a better way to do it. Yeah. So uh, make sure to give us a listen because I know some of the questions that we've gotten in the past few weeks have been answered on the radio show, right? Featuring certain topical uh, news. So uh, so if we don't talk about certain things, make sure you catch the radio show. And uh, and give it a listen. So really cool stuff. But time to go into the Q and A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from Moose. Moose saying this news may be old, but what do you think about Destination America removing Ring of Honor at 8 p.m. and moving them to 11 p.m. on Wednesdays? Do you think the ratings on that show will go up or down? And this is one of the topics that we actually talked about on last week's show on the radio. Yeah, so. I, I think they've settled into about what they're going to do on that show. Um, uh, I guess to try and retread it, um, why they they are they don't they don't get as many viewers as TNA, but the reason that it's a less of a problem for them that their viewers that their ratings aren't as good is because, from my understanding, is Destination America subsidizes TNA because their production costs are a lot higher. And that's sort of the price of doing business with them. Spike subsidized them when they were on Spike. And uh, Ring of Honor is just a pre, pre-done show. Like the same show that airs on the broad, the Sinclair um, networks is just taped and handed over to them and they just run it. They don't put any money into it. So um, while Ring of Honor doesn't make a ton of money off of that, it's basically trading um, like exposure for content mm-hmm. so while they may not be tearing it up in ratings um if they can get roughly or even close to the same type of advertising dollars that tna gets without having to put money into them it's a win-win or it's a win for destination america so while they are doing less viewers and um i don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing for ring of honor i think it remains to be seen i think they're going to be just fine but um I don't know if the move was made specifically because of the viewership or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to be all right. Cool stuff. There you go, Moose. Thanks for the question. Uh, Next question coming to us from Parker. And um, very interesting in in the wording choices for this question, but we'll work through it. I'll read it. I'll read it the way that it's typed and uh, go from there. Make do from it. Okay. It says... uh, Worried me. Is our boy... (laughs) Well, I'll, as our man's man, uh, I'm sure you, I'm sure you'll Parker. I'm sure you'll be able to decipher okay. where the part is that is kind of questionable. All right, uh, and taking we'll, a shot at us? 
No, he's not taking a shot oh, on okay. this. It's just a very interesting choice of words. All right. So Parker saying, hey, guys, great show. I don't think ROH will die. In fact, I, b- I believe that they will win the war. The same day ROH loses will be the same day I will rape mom, which thankfully will never happen. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that, um, that has to be what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I mean... Where do we go from there? We're not going to touch it. Okay. Yeah, not we, touching it. Because we cannot um, be the guys who joke about rape. No, we cannot. As a question, as to a question between Ring of Honor, Raw, NXT, TNA, and Lucha Underground, uh, if you take one guy per show and put them in a five-way elimination match, uh, who would win? Or who would you pick? Who would win? Or what belt would they win? Hey. Thanks let's, for let's, reading and keep up the show. Um... Hey, Ring of Honor. I mean, Ring of Honor just—they just can't win. I mean, like, I'm not saying they can never be competitive, but like, mm-hmm. if WWE they don't have won, the budget, if uh, well, they're or they're owned by Sinclair, which is like a billion dollar company or whatever. They're like they're they're a wealthy company. They just don't have any interest in pumping the money into them, or they right. or we would have seen a difference in their production between the time they've started and now. So mm-hmm. they clearly don't have any interest in. And pumping a lot of money into them, which means they can't compete with the WWE because the WWE will throw all their money into shit. To, I mean, they're not they're not afraid to throw some money out there to see if they can make shit work. I mean, clearly the network is like based on that. Like they they rolled the dice to see what was going to happen, yep. and uh, so they can't. The Ring of Honor can't compete. They just can't. Uh, I mean, you you would argue you. It's a different argue to argue they artistically they compete like with like match quality and stuff like that. Then can they compete straight business dollars since and they just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that I want Ring of Honor to fail or anything. It's just it's just the reality. Yeah, but I didn't understand the last part because I was caught up on the part we were ignoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, five man elimination match. Okay, one man from from WWE, one from NXT. One from Lucha, one from TNA, one from Ring of Honor. What is this like a fantasy thing? Like, I yeah, just, just a fantasy, fantasy booking. Match. Um, just take take one guy from each of the five ones and toss them together for a match. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm just picking like I get I get to biggest I get to book as cool of a match as I can with one guy from each company. Yeah. All right, I'm taking Pentagon Junior from Lucha. Lucha. Um, I'm taking Cesaro from WWE. Okay. Because Cesaro works hell good with Lucha guys. I mean, I guess Pentagon's not explicitly a flyer, but uh, so maybe I should have been a more flyer guy. Mm-hmm. I might have fucked that up. Yeah. Um, Ring of Honor. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take ACH for Ring of Honor. And what was my other company? NXT and TNA. It's Mojo. Hmm. Who's left? Who's left this guy? <laughs> oh man, Rockstar. We, we might need to check a roster on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rockstar Spud. <laughs> who do I want? I can't even think of. Uh, can't even think of who's on the EC3. Roster. Yeah, I might have to go with EC3. Um, Aries is gone. Yep, um, Aries is gone. I can't. I honestly can't think off the top of my head who's there and who's gone. At this okay, point. I'll do. I'll do mine. From Raw, I'll do Daniel Bryan. NXT, I'll do Joe. Uh, TNA, I'll do Kurt Angle. Um, 
Lucha, I'll go. Trying to see that man die in the ring? Come on. It's a fantasy match. All right, all right. They're all in their prime. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Lucha, I'll do uh, Puma. And Ring of Honor, I'll do um, Jay Lethal. All right. Oh, you know what? Ring uh, Roger Strong's had a fucking killer year. I might want to go with him instead of ACH. Yeah. You know what? To accentuate like how awesome Cesaro is of a base, I might want to go with a more flying luchador. So maybe like a Phoenix or a Aerostar. Mm. I don't fucking know. We're going to mix and match all those names we just said, and they're going to have a match. I don't know. Hey, it sounds good to me. All right. Anyone from Impact? TNA. Fuck it. I'll say EC3 because he's the only he's the only person that I can confirm is Robbie. on the roster. <laughs> You're going Robbie. Oh, good stuff. Uh, thanks, Parker. Uh, what uh, what belt would they win? I feel like you'd have to do a custom belt. Sure. Uh, you know you can't do have you can't have it from one particular promotion if you're having all of them. Pro, you know, go. They they win the Global Force Wrestling title. How about that? <laughs> I wish he had those dudes. Some of those dudes under contract. <laughs> Uh, next next bit is coming from Joe, and he has uh, quite a bit for us. Uh, All right, let me have it. All right, Joe says, great episode, fellas. A couple comments, though. Why on earth would you intentionally spoil the results of Ultima Lucha for yourselves? A good chunk of perception and feedback about the matches is the element of surprise, so how could a listener take your thoughts on the event seriously knowing you had just watched it jaded? It doesn't matter to me, but I could see how there is always a conflict of interest. I also take your comments on the ricochet as a hint to who wins the main event and your listing of competitors in the gift of the gods in order that you remembered uh, them as huge hint to who doesn't win that one. Or is this all, or are you just breaking it off? Uh, that'll be that'll be the first bit of comment. Okay. Um, as far as uh, the spoiler stuff is, uh, I there's only one match... In Ultimate Lucia that I recall the spoiler for because I read them as they happened, like whenever they happened, and I I, I don't even remember the uh, the matches that we talked about this week from the first half. I didn't remember who won any of those. Mm-hmm. So the spoilers. So so I don't feel like I, first of all jaded just because I, spoiled and jaded are two different things to me. Spoiled is I going in knowing what happens already, and jaded means I've seen so much of anything that I'm sort of numb to it. That it's hard to impress me, which I think are two completely different things. Um, jaded is like, and I've been watching wrestling for almost my entire life, and um, I don't feel like I'm jaded. In fact, I feel like I watch more pro wrestling now than I ever have, just because of the nature of the world and availability. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel jaded. Uh, I think spoiled is a different thing. Um, I don't even remember the spoilers except for the main event. That's the only one I remember. Um, and as far as, um, knowing the outcome affecting, I mean, I, you are right in the sense that surprise can add to a match, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it has to, or is a necessity in a match. Uh, I don't think I need to know, uh, to not know the outcome, to be able to enjoy the match because I just sort of enjoy the story of the match for itself. Uh, one of the examples I always give of this mostly because I'm not smart enough to come up with a different one is that I know the Avengers are winning. I don't need you to tell me that they're like, you can tell me all the Avengers are going to be Ultron. I'm still going to watch the fucking Avengers because it's the journey. It's not the destination. Like, yeah. like, so I don't know. I, I, I guess I just disagree. Or take, although I, I'm not, I'm not disputing that it can, surprise can add to an element of match, but it's not everything for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's everything for everybody. Uh, some people see it that way, and I can respect that, but it's just not me. So I don't think I'm jaded, and I don't think it invalidates my opinion to go in spoiled. 
but you're free to feel however you feel about it. Um, yeah. um, as far as the ricochet talk, that is was not thrown out there to indicate who may who may or may not have won the main event. It was more an indication of where they are as far as coming back for a season two is what that was meant to indicate mm-hmm. that if he's out there taking bookings in other places after the fact that they've said that um, uh, they were supposed to start taking taping for a season two, it was meant to say, Hey, are we going to get a season two? It was not meant to say, Hey, is, is he winning or losing that match? Right. So uh, that's where that sort of talk was. Do we hit everything in that? Uh, yeah, I believe so. The gift of the gods, but it's the same same concept. same thing. Yeah, it was just literally um, like us just trying to remember. It had no significance. And I want to say that I heard that the taping for season two would begin in September. I well, want to say that. Well, I've heard that was the word, but they're telling they're telling talent to start taking bookings in September, which is what wow. which started. And then after that, that's when Ricochet showed up in New Japan mm-hmm. and Dragon Gate, and people were like, "Oh, well, that's gotcha. That's weird." Um, as far as for me, for spoilers. Um, there are certain things that I do watch and there are certain things that I don't watch. I, I very rarely watch SmackDown. Um, they just, they haven't done enough storyline to have me have a reason to watch mostly. Um, so yeah, once, once we wrap up the podcast, I usually pull up the spoilers and, and see who won the matches and if there was anything important. Now, if there was something important and people say, dude, this was a stellar match you need to tune in. Yeah, I'll catch it. Um, but other than that, it's, you know, I, I've got a very loving fiance who puts up with me watching wrestling, you know, four to five days out of the week. I got Raw, you got NXT uh, and Lucha on Wednesdays, and uh, like I hardly even watch TNA. Uh, but then when you've got the uh, the uh, pay per views every once in a while, we always have it at, at my house, and so I don't want to say, well, hey, let me have one more day so I can watch. Right. You know, SmackDown, which I could easily DVR and watch it whenever she goes to sleep. However, I just, I, you know, I'm comfortable with how much wrestling that I watch right now. And um, I just don't know if I can dedicate more time to it. I just don't think that. Like, there are certain things that I don't want to be spoiled on. I just don't think this, that being spoiled invalidates your opinion, though, is what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. don't think that. I don't think that you don't have that you your take on a match can be ruined just because you know who's going to win. I think yeah. I think it can affect how you see a match, but I don't think it always affects how you see a match. Right. And actually, I think it, the the amount of times it, it affects as a match is probably in the minority because I feel like, generally speaking, especially with TV, you know who's who's winning, who's not winning. Yeah, and it's it's you the same with doing no finishes. I mean, it's the same with going back and rewatching like WrestleMania. You know, you already know who's going to win, right. but you go back to relive the moments. Right. You, you go back to watch the match. It's it's not to find out who wins. It's to say, dude, remember this match? It was a, it was a solid match. So, you know, I don't know. Take it what you will. But I don't I don't mind spoilers every once in a while. But uh, but yeah. So the next part that Joe asks or com- comments on saying uh, I was also very intrigued by your rankings of NXT divas for me it's Sasha Sasha Banks's world and we we're just living in it with the exception of her sometimes wonky promos and weird head and eye movements she's got it all she's oh, the head and eye is where it's at man <laughs> the attitude is where it's at <laughs> she's dynamite in the ring with great impact moves and superior timing she has multiple finishers and can make them look natural uh and unannounced with precision she's impossibly pretty with a good with a great look and even better gear um 
Where where we differ is the rest. Bailey and Charlotte are in a virtual dead heat for second on that list, but I think I give the nod to Charlotte for her variable move set and strength. Bailey's a much more fleshed out character, but her belly, uh, Bailey to belly leaves a lot to be desired against some opponents. Becky Lynch is a distant fourth with her wishy washy character and not so much memorable moves. She's really cut, I'll give her that, but nothing with the exception of moments in that title match with us with Sasha a couple months ago I've seen from her makes me believe that she can hang on in the same breath as the other three. Uh, see, I think Becky's awesome. I think she's a clear number two. I think she is really good at like chain like wrestling stuff, and to be honest with you, I think the best Sasha Banks match was with Becky Lynch. Mm. Um, as far as her gimmick... I think there's only so much you can hold uh, her accountable for her lame gimmicks. Um, you can hold her accountable in the sense that you can always, I guess, try different things or do more to get your gimmick over. But if they say, hey, we want you to be the lame clog dancing girl, she's going to be the lame clog dancing girl. There's not a whole hell of a lot she can do about that. She does not at a point in her career where she can make that sort of calls for herself. She's not like a she's not like an Undertaker or a CM Punk is going to be like, fuck off, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard to... They decided she was clogged girl. I mean, like, okay, she can only be responsible as to have done her best as clogged girl. Like, you can't, she can't be, like, have all the blame for being clogged girl is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to me? She I did the best with what she was given. Sure, sure. So. Yeah, I think she's number two for sure. Yeah. And uh, finally, he says, great Tyrus interview. Any chance we could see Virgil as a future guest? Love to hear his thoughts on his recent Twitter shenanigans and just what the heck that dude is up to. You guys are, uh, you guys keep on keeping on. Uh, the guests are just always a wait and see type thing with us. Yeah. Never say never, yeah. but who knows. Uh, and fun fact, I actually pulled that up while I was getting ready to read it. Uh, the Virgil GoFundMe uh, account that we've discussed. That want to be a rich thing? The uh, Make Me a Millionaire. Uh, it's been going on for a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, get, let, me, let me guess. Yet. Let me guess. Okay. You give me three guesses. I'll give you three guesses. Sure. Got it. We're at a month. We're trying to get to a mill. Yeah, trying to get to a mill. We've been doing this for a month. Five thousand dollars. No. Am I warm or cold? Compared to a million, you're warm. Co- uh, can, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm. Am I warm to the actual total or not? Am I yeah. close to the total or? Yeah, you're okay. pretty close. Fairly. Four thousand. You're getting warmer. Warmer. Yeah. Five <laughs> hundred. That's probably been the warmest you got. So that was your third guess. Four hundred and five dollars. <laughs> make that man a millionaire. Come on. <laughs> Just because. And uh, have you seen? If y'all had to pay royalties for all the memes you made of that man, <laughs> he should already be a millionaire. All those times you took pictures of him Lonely sitting virgin. by himself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so if you'd like to donate to make Virgil a millionaire, there are no perks, no autographs, no thank yous, no anything, just simply giving this man money to make him a millionaire. Right on, right on. There you go. You gotta, lo- you gotta appreciate the honesty. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so that's going to do it for us this week. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. You can follow us on Facebook, WNS Podcast. Subscribe to us on uh, uh, iTunes, BeyondPod, Player.fm, and Stitcher by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. If you want to tweet to Tyler while he's um, on sabbatical, while he's out there on... Um, on missions. On missions and parts unknown. Um, <laughs> tweet filthy, filthy things to him. <laughs> offend his sensibilities. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah it's at Tyler. Send him pictures of bears. Tyler. I thought you were going to say send him pictures of something else. Bear nakeds. So uh, so there you go. That's going to do it for this this week. I have, For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. Have a great one. Later.